0: Greetings and praise the Lord. Thank God he continues to be faithful and continues to lead us and guide us into all truth. He keeps us on the narrow way. Thank God. Thank God for that. So God bless you all and thank you again for listening to Rise and Shine. It's morning time. This week's podcast title is Now. That Harvest Substance. And that harvest substance, of course, is faith. Hebrews 11.1 one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In order to receive a harvest or in order for a harvest even to exist, there is faith. That is needed to make it happen. And not only in spiritual harvests, but in actual harvests, farmers will tend the soil and prepare the ground and plant the seed and take care of the seed, all in hopes of a harvest coming forth. They do not know when they see the ground, the plot of land. They don't know when they prepare the land and plant the seed and water the seed and take care of the seed and see the budding. They don't know that there's going to be a full harvest ready for them. They have hope and they have prepared, but they cannot know if all of that work and all of that preparation is going to lead to a harvest, they have hope. Because any time during that process of planting and plowing, a storm could rise up that can destroy the land and the preparation and the seed at any time after the seed has broken forth as a bud and grows into a mature harvest at any point a storm can come come along and ruin the harvest or the birds of the air can come along and ruin the harvest it is not guaranteed when the seed is planted that a harvest is going to come forth but because of faith Farmers and children of God alike see the harvest. The harvest of the preparation of the ground, the harvest of the planting of the seed, the harvest of tending to the seed and making sure the crops are taken care of and that no weeds grow up to choke out that harvest. It's the same process. Yet with the children of God, waiting on the harvest of God, we are in assured that if we put our hope and our faith into the one who cannot lie, into the one who controls the wind, the storms, everything, We are assured of the harvest that he promised us. Because he cannot lie and he is a promise keeper. Praise God for that. He is the keeper of the harvest. He is the one who makes things that are not seen. seen. He is the one that called light into darkness. He is the one that tells us, call those things that are not as though they were. Because he has the power to bring it to pass. And for all of that to be done, it takes faith. Faith is the substance of hope. Faith is the substance of dreams. Faith. Is the substance of love. Faith. Faith is the seed that is planted, that grows into the harvest of God's promises. Depending on where you are in the world, I am in the United States of America, these United States of America at this time in history is where I reside. So depending on where you reside, you may think about harvest differently. There are a lot of sermons that I flip through and hear about and am exposed to that consider the harvest a monetary one, a financial one. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, But that is what we hear. We hear that if you have no money, if you don't have millions and billions of dollars to be able to call your own and your own stash, then you are broke. I find that interesting because Peter and John, men who walked side by side with Christ, told those seeking them for money that we have silver nor gold, but what we do have, we give freely. And I do believe what they had to give freely was more valuable than any silver or gold. Yet today we hear that the harvest we should be seeking to reap is a financial one. Well, well, money's more important now than it was during Peter and John's day, really. They had to pay taxes just like everyone else. They had the same needs, wants, desires as everyone else during that time. And it does appear that some of the other people did have money just like today but it wasn't their aim and it wasn't their purpose to get millions billions trillions it wasn't their aim their aim was to make Christ known and i am certain if Christ called them to something that he wanted to be done just like just like the temples in the day that God would have made it so that that temple would have been built regardless of what it would take to get it built so I am certain if Christ the Lord Yahweh our Father in Heaven was calling Peter and John to build a temple or to build anything for the kingdom of God, he would have made provision for it. And there would have been no shame in having the money that was needed to bring forth what it is that the Lord was commissioning them to build. However, it was not their aim to seek the millions, the billions, and the trillions. Their aim was to make Christ known. And I just wonder where the gospel changed. To where it is no longer the aim of those who say they follow Christ to make Christ known, but to reap a harvest of millions and billions and trillions. Yes, I know about the parable of the talents. And the one who just had one, had his one to return back to Christ. Yes, I truly believe that as well is for us to go forth and prosper And use what we have to grow the kingdom. I believe that with all of my heart, mind, and soul. But I also believe that God has given me things as well that I can't just leave at the door to be prosperous. I can't leave my integrity at the door to become prosperous, to do what it is that he's called me to do. If I'm going to do something for the king, the king of heaven, the king of all things, it has to be done in the way that he's calling me to do it, that he has trained me to be. So if he's trained me to have integrity, I am sure that he's not going to ask me to leave my integrity at the door to do what it is that he's called me to do. Just like gifts and talents, we are all given a measure according to our Father in Heaven. And my measure of integrity does not allow me to do some of the things that I've seen others do. And I can't condemn them or judge them. I can just say my integrity will not allow me to do that. I trust that you are following your integrity and I bless you as you go forth. Do the same with me. If my integrity says that I cannot, for lack of a better illustration, pimp the Holy Spirit for ideas to make money, then bless me and move on. But if you can... God bless you, and move on. We are just not called to the same measure of integrity. Maybe my measure is overflowing. But I cannot deny that that's my measure. Your measure could be a teaspoonful, half a cup, quarter cup. That is the measure that you must respond with. Therefore, I have to respond with my measure as well. And not just integrity, but measure of faith, measure of knowledge, measure of intuition. Whatever measure. God has given each of his children to operate by that is what they must operate by I continue to hear about brokenness by people in the kingdom of God as if your aim should be the millions, the billions, and the trillions, and not to make Christ known. Well, you say, they are making Christ known behind their pulpits and behind their diamond-encrusted crosses? Praise God. How are they making Christ known when Christ wasn't known for any of that? People with wealth and businesses contributed to Christ and blessed him. But again, those walking with Christ, it was not their aim to get the millions, the billions, and the trillions. Because Christ said, take what you have and break it and God will bless it. So their aim didn't have to be how to get the dollars Yet, here, as I said, in these United States that I am currently in, I'm hearing a lot about people not having the millions, the billions, and the trillions being broke. <laughs> Yet, I, I never recall Christ. Whining or crying about being broke and not having enough money to give his message. I could be wrong. So I'm not the most learned Bible scholar, but if, if there is a place where Christ was complaining that he couldn't move on and do what he was called to do because he didn't have enough money, please, someone pointed out. And funds were needed in his day just as they are in ours. And when you begin to question the motivation behind the hunt for wealth, there are those who know enough about the Bible to bring up Abraham and to bring up Solomon. And I would ask that you completely study the lives of both of these men and see what they were called to do for God. They were called to do great and amazing things for God, they were called to have faith beyond the mustard seed. They were called to greatness by God himself. So it wasn't just about not being broke. It was doing what God had called them into for the kingdom of God. It wasn't so they could have islands for their own gain. It wasn't for them to drive around in the best chariots. To own the castles for their own ends. Their lives were called and consecrated to God's purpose. But somehow that's not being followed today. It's as if God and His aim God and his purposes are in the sack as those who say they follow Christ go out to get their millions their billions and their trillions I'm carrying God right here in this gold diamond platinum encrusted sack God is right here with me as I get what it is that I am truly aiming for. But God is not my aim. God is just the afterthought of getting what I want and then after I get what I want, then I'll say God is the one who gave it to me. I don't see that as the gospel of Christ. And my measure Of faith and my measure of integrity and my measure of obedience and my measure of knowledge of the Word of God would not allow me to do different. But God bless me and God bless you because the measures of those. Are as individual as our fingerprints and our voices and our dreams and our passions and our desires. So now is the time that we will begin to see That harvest substance, that faith. Because now God is calling forth those that He has been training up and preparing in faith to call forth what it is that He is bringing them into. I just read a quote by Spurgeon that said, and I'll I'll paraphrase because I don't remember it exactly, but it was to the effect that faith in the light is inconsequential, but where faith really has the strength is in the darkness. It doesn't take much faith when everything is light. But how about having faith in the darkness? How about having faith on your deathbed? How about having faith when you have not only what people call broke, but below broke? How about having faith when you don't see a way out? How about having faith when the family members you love and love dearly are dying? That is faith, that when the mountains begin to fall and the earth begins to tremble, that those who've had faith during that will see the harvest come forth. And not the harvest of the millions, the billions, and the trillions, but the harvest of what God promised the harvest of what God has been preparing the seed for and the lives of those who followed him and had faith in what he was doing while it was yet dark. Those who had faith but didn't know what to call it when they were in sin, the deepest of sin and didn't realize it was sin, but knew there had to be a better and a brighter way that... Is faith so now? Yes, I want to shout, and I don't have to stomp it out. Oh, I could just shout how good God is. I want to shout from every mountaintop, every valley, every place that has not yet heard of the word of God. Shout that he is a good and faithful God, that he does not lie, he cannot lie. Shout that there is none other that is greater than our God. I want to shout because I have seen the glory of the Lord. And I had the faith to hold on until my strength was to the place that when I shout, there's a shout that will cause mountains to move. And it is a shout that will wake the dead. And it is a shout that will make the lame walk. Because now I have the faith to know that God is exactly who he said he was, who he claimed to be, and he is coming again. So now that harvest substance and this vessel And this child has power because it was prepped and guarded not only in the light but in the darkness, knowing that God would do exactly. What he said he would do. So rise. Rise, those who follow Christ for the goodness of God, for the aim and the purpose of making his name known. Rise and shine. God bless you. One last thing, God bless you.